This is your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. I'm Leisha Holmes, and I just wanted to say thank you for choosing to listen to our episode. Now, before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Hoxo Media and Vincere. I will explain a bit more about them later on in the episode as to how you, our listener, can benefit from a unique discount by mentioning the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you contact them. Now, remember to click subscribe as you're listening now to get notified of every new weekly episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. During this episode with my next guest, Gabby Preston Fipers, who's the founder of Tooled Up Raccoons, you're in for an absolute treat. Gabby's energy is infectious. Coming from a financial services background, Um, into the recruitment sector via software. Her and her husband, Mitch, have launched a rec tech company, which is literally transforming the lives of recruiters all around the globe. During this conversation, we talk about everything from being a working mom with two very young children and running a business, being in business with your husband, but also how Boolean searching is truly the hidden gem for all recruiters listening to this episode. You're in for an absolute treat. So let us know what you think of the episode. And thank you again for choosing to listen to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. And you might have already heard a caffeine-fueled response there from my next guest. To my incredible tribe, this is a very familiar face. But to those who are not yet familiar, I would like to introduce to you the most incredible person that I've had the privilege to get to know over the last year or so. And actually, this is the first time we've had an actual online chat, which is ridiculous. We tended to do it through voice notes. And this is Gabby Preston Fipers, and she is the founder of Tooled Up Raccoons. And she's actually recording this while she's on holiday with her family. So welcome today, Gabby. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me. I love, do you know what? I love these things. When you're on holiday and an opportunity comes like this for us to actually talk, I know what you mean? We voice note because life's so busy. And I'm actually, guys, sitting in my bed with a weird little setup. We'll even connect the picture for you later and you can see exactly where I'm sitting. I mean, I love it. Any excuse for a good old chin rank. Absolutely. Yeah, you are just, I mean, you are phenomenal within our group. So Women Unleashed, uh, say hello on the chat, everybody on the comments when we share this this uh, episode. But you are the one that shares the videos. You're always keeping everybody really motivated, but you're just very real. And we're definitely going to come on to quite a few topics around that today. So for those who are not yet familiar with you, what, what, what is Tooled at Raccoon? Tell us a little bit about your business, what you, what you do. So, Told Up Raccoons is a business that my husband and I started together. It was one of those moments where we used to run a recruitment business together in mobile robotics. And we were looking at what we were doing and we were like, we use Boolean to hunt and we need to become more efficient. And it was literally, we just sat there in our study one day, looked at each other and went, there's other tech out there, but it's really expensive. It's overcomplicated and doesn't do what you need to do. And we went, fancy giving it a go. (laughs) So we created a tech company that is dedicated to helping recruiters in-house and agency optimize their use of Boolean for searching because we were just so fed up. You you get access to so many job sites and social media and your own CRM, like what total jobs have got 21 million CDs in. LinkedIn has over 810 million people and filters just don't cut it. And I've done so many tests to prove that Boolean outstrips kind of filters 
And I went, we need tech that builds it. So we built it that has error detection. It creates libraries. You can collaborate and share with your team. And we just keep investing and growing. And we've got a tech team of five people now <laughs> are helping us. And it's just going from strength to strength. It's amazing. It's such an exciting journey. I absolutely love it. And I love the provenance that how you came about with your business. I just love that. That's, you know. Your problem it, and get on with it. Well, it is because you've done, the, you've seen the problem. You've not overcomplicated it. You've kept it. And, that, and that's what everyone says, that the best rep, the best tech is actually where it's a really, really common problem, but it's a simple solution. So that's phenomenal. And we'll make sure that there's links to this episode if anyone is interested to understand how Tool That Raccoons can help your business. This is not a pitch, but if you are sat there <laughs> thinking, hmm, want to know more about it, we'll make sure you get connected. I just want to pick up on something here. We haven't even talked about this off camera. So you are a couplepreneur. How does that work? Did you always work together with your husband? No, we didn't. It's, no. it's, you know, it's carnage. It's hilarious, but it's carnage. So we didn't. We met when we were 17. We were that couple. He came to sixth form and every single girl fancied him. And I'm like, I'm not talking to you for a year because I don't want what everyone else has got. So I was like, nope, you have to wait for this. And then we started talking. And I just remember when he first walked into universe and when it walked into school, I looked at my best mate and went, I'm going to marry that guy one day. I just don't know what it was. And by the time we were 21, we were married. But we went, we ended up kind of, we did the whole A-level thing together. And then we picked separate universities. Um, ended up with, well, we, picked our universities and ended up picking the same one but we didn't tell each other where we were going so ended up at university together graduated he went off and worked in a recruitment business he worked at match tech as soon as he left university I went off into investment banking so we kind of did our own little things and I just was really really miserable I ended up in a job that I didn't like I wasn't excited by it I liked the pay call it what it was yeah but it just didn't it didn't fuel me. I didn't feel like Gabby at the end of every day. I felt like I had to kind of have all that caffeine and all the falseness. And I got home actually physically and mentally drained. And I was like, do you know what? Life's way too bloody long to be miserable. Mm. So Mitch had been nagging me for years to join the company. I was like, I'm not ready to join the recruitment business. So I went off and sold accounting software. Oh, that was an interesting adventure. I mean, I learned a lot. Yeah, and then I had my daughter, Phoebe, who's now three. And I just looked at Mitch and went, do you know what? the time's right, walked into his mobile robotics recruitment business and my role was focused on operations. Right. I literally stripped apart the business, took all the excess we didn't need and then walked in. But you know what's really fun is because we've been together so long, mm -hmm. we truly balance each other out. We are that couple that balance each other. So Mitch loves doing things that I don't love doing and right. I love doing things he doesn't like doing. So actually we just look at each other and we're like, that's got to be done. And he's like, I'll do it. I love that. And I'm like, thanks very much, Mitch. You've just saved my ass. And especially with the girls, right? Phoebe's three, three and a bit now. Maria's six months. And it actually means like when I've got things like this, because it's all for our bubble and what we're doing, I just go, Mitch, I've got to be up by seven. I'll give Maria a feed. Can you take the girls? I'm going to do this for an hour. And he's like, yeah, okay, cool. And we literally tag team all day. It's carnage. It's absolute chaos. But it just seems to work. And I can't imagine doing it a nine way. to five job with anyone other than the person who's got you back 100%. Mm. And he knows when like, I've got dyslexia, right? So when I'm having a tough time with my dyslexia and I've got something I've got to deliver, he's like, Gabs, why don't you just kind of dump your head and I'll come and tweak it for you? Because he knows me. He can help me make it yeah. sound like me. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's just got my back. It's just, it's so wicked. I love it. 
Oh, that's amazing. I haven't killed him yet. <laughs> and what I like there is that actually, even if you're listening to this and you're not in business with your spouse, we're not necessarily suggesting that, but it's about compatibility with the people that you choose to either work with yeah. or go into business with. So there is a there is a sort of method to my madness of asking that question. But I just think that's really charming. And it's really obvious that you're really in love and that you really respect each other. And you do make it look absolutely delightful from the outside looking in. And you've, and you've created two beautiful It's not. Characters. It's carnage. It's carnage. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that and I think it is the fact that you have known each other a long time I think that there's clearly no resentment there you obviously do balance each other out really well so I think that's just gorgeous to see and um you know we can't wait to see what what else uh, you come up with as a couple so you, you've talked there about your sort of previous career and how you sort of ended up in rec tech and I think just to explain I guess the, the whole notion of toilet raccoons is that you know we're creating this human boolean builder so just explain why why do we need to be, why do I need to be one? I'm a recruiter of recruiters. I'm a perm recruiter, candidate short market. Why do I need to be a human bullion builder? We briefly interrupt this chat on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to introduce to you our partnership with Vincere, the recruitment operating system. Vincere is the modern recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies around the globe a single tech platform that unifies your CRM, your ATS, your website, candidate and client portals, shift scheduler, timesheets, data and analytics, and now including video interviewing and outreach all under one roof. This is the reason the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast chose to partner with Vincheri because we want to make the job of a modern recruiter as simple as possible. So if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to manage your entire operation, visit vincheri.io and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Now, back to the chat. So, do you know, so it kind of breaks down into two parts. So there's a lot, there's a lot of buzz right now in most industries about technology and about technology automating things for us, right? We're all about how can we save time by making a machine do it for us. Yeah. The problem is when you rely on a, a machine, you're assuming the machine completely understands what you're doing and mm -hmm. is built specifically for your tunnel vision and your specialization right within the marketing field like I ran an example on a session I did a couple of weeks ago on using filters versus a human doing a search right so we all believe LinkedIn right I'll use this as an example LinkedIn has filters right yeah. LinkedIn recruit I pay for it I pay for sales now as well so I can do testing we all assume because we pay them a lot of money that their filters are designed to help us mm. right mm. no so if you go into LinkedIn Recruit today, go into a job title and type in marketing manager, okay. type in current role and base in the UK, just to whittle it down a little bit. Otherwise, there is a lot of stuff on there. OK, yeah. you get 61,000 results. So when you put when you type it in and pick the filter, the filter in LinkedIn brings you back 40 variations of that title. OK, so in your head, you're thinking that's going to pull me back a lot. If you then took that same search, delete the filter obviously keep UK in current and put marketing manager in quotations. So transform it into a Boolean search. You get 75,000 results. So you've wow. gone from 61,000 from your filter to 75,000 by a human thinking about what they want the system to find. Yeah. And that is why 
recruiters need to be thinking themselves they've got so much intellectual property in their head about the different variations of titles of skill sets of acronyms of all this stuff that no platform unless it's specifically designed to specialize within your field is really ever going to understand and especially on LinkedIn where people can call them I mean I'm the co-founder of a raccoon company for god's sake like Mitch I think is the ninja raccoon that's not even a job title LinkedIn doesn't have a filter for that term and especially like in creative fields right people are calling themselves weird and wonderful things you've got one on yours I got called a because th- I, I did a post about having tattoos and I said about thug. Ah, I yeah, saying, I saw that. Inclusivity is about being a thug. So I have re- random things on there being single mum. So that's why I totally agree with you. People exactly. put things in their titles now because they want to stand out, but then the searching is not going to work. The filter is not going to work. Nope. You're not going to get found. Nope. So you have to be, phone. you have to think outside the box, but it yeah. is, it's just don't rely on a machine who doesn't actually you'd be surprised how stupid the machine is and I've just proved it by telling you that example of 61,000 to 75,000 wow. it's exactly the same job title yeah. exactly the same job title don't just you've got to think use what's in your head right you've got a brain recruiters are smarter than people think so don't dumb yourself back and also if you mm. don't want to have your job taken over by a robot don't use the tools that are going to try and make you into that robot okay. Absolutely. And actually thinking about the literature that you sent over to me in advance of this podcast, I think that this sort of iceberg effect where there's, you know, the hidden candidate pool, which if you're listening to this, if you're not in a candidate led market, I'll eat my hat. Every, <laughs> every market's candidate short. Yep. You know, we've guaranteed that for the next generation. There's no question. For two yep. years, nobody hired a graduate, nobody hired a trainee. We lost hundreds of thousands of people because of Brexit. You know, people are leaving, you know, certain sectors in their swarms and we still have a total deficit in STEM, particularly, but also in recruitment, for example. So the fact is, listening to this, we are going to be candidate short for the next generation. And so from my understanding, if you're going to use a tool like Tool the Raccoons, it's about understanding how those passive candidates are going to be found above anything else and, and targeting those people and using it that way. Yeah, because it is, it's so true. I mean, the iceberg we're referring to is this concept that the top above the waterline is your filter search, right? You're really capturing just the top cap. Then you start using Boolean, which is kind of people going, okay, I'm going to put some quotations, ands or nuts or brackets. It's like still, you're still above sea level, right? You're still above sea level because they're the people that conform to the titles that people want them to be called or the titles that LinkedIn or whatever job board or CRM has captured, it's under that surface, which is what we call smart Boolean. And it's leveraging the intellectual property and the variance you know to find those. And they are the passive candidates. And when people say we're candidates scarce, what they're talking about is no, people aren't applying to your jobs. Absolutely. Sorry, so, you know, those, you know, well, I mean, we stripped it in our recruitment business. Genuinely, I looked at the ROI of posting a job, how many applicants we got, how long the team spent reviewing those applicants versus how many were really, really worth having and converting. And I went, you're done. I got rid of all job slots. We did, We stopped posting jobs. We literally took it all away. And I went, now, go learn how to do smart Boolean. I want you hunting. I want you searching. We, My accountant literally looked at Mitch and went, don't listen to Gabby. She's never done recruitment before. And Mitch went, I trust her. We're doing it. Yeah. We saved so much money on job posts and we made more money than we've ever made and my accountant literally rang me and went what on earth did you do why didn't you hire Gabby years ago Mitch was like I tried she wouldn't bloody come Mm -hmm. but the only difference 
was we stopped waiting for people yeah. and we tool, we tooled up, right? Tooled up raccoons is called what it's called for a reason. We tooled up and we always went hunting. So we never mentally went into a candidate short market because it was not a way we ever searched. It, it, we it, went hunting. This, play, this plays so well into, you know, on my day job, obviously I recruit for the recruitment industry and I reversed the model when I set the business up in 2005 in that I go to market with a candidate. It's candidate driven. And the fact is that's because the rep-to-rep market historically has always been candidate scarce, i.e. you're going to market. You don't want to go to market with somebody that's applying for jobs. You don't want to go to market with somebody that's going and speaking to all the other recruiters. You, you want, want the hot ones. Pass. You want the ones that are passive and that are discerning and that are coming to you because you're the expert and specialist. So this plays so well into this whole culture that I want to create in that I think that the recruitment industry has for, for far too long, for far too many decades, been totally get a job try and fill it let's use the job boards yep. and try and fill it and it's for me we are at a very pivotal point in our industry where i think we need to shift our mindset because otherwise you are going to find that you're going to get a lot of totally exhausted recruiters who are feeling very unfulfilled thinking they're doing the job right and they're not because they're using a method that was out with the 90s decades I think this place but this is, is the thing but do you know what really blows my mind? And I think Boolean's been around forever and ever and ever. And I talk to recruiters of all different shapes and sizes all over the world, right? Our tool takes us everywhere. And I love it. I'm talking to everyone. But amazingly, they're like, oh, yeah, I heard of Boolean, but nobody really told me. They just said, here's a job, go fill it, right? Like the mentality you've just said, here's a job, go fill it. Yeah. They automatically panic and they run. They're literally running towards a brick wall. And then they're sitting there at the desk, just hitting their heads against this screen. And you're like... Why are you doing the same thing every day that isn't working? You do, you recruiters are absolutely beaten. The managers are in their ear being like, fill a job, fill a job, fill a job. Here's another job slot. It's like, that's not, that's not the fundamental problem. The fundamental problem is you're not teaching them how to hunt. You're not teaching them, which is bad on you, like naughty. Like yeah. I had a company I worked with and the manager was like, I've used a filter for 15 years. And the poor grad, I kid you not, turned around and went, here's a job, go hunt. And I said, okay, so what training have you given just to use filters? I said, like, how many, based on the filters you've given, how many candidate profiles you got to go through? 6,000. Oh, don't be ridiculous. 6,000. I was sitting there going, no wonder people don't want to come into recruitment. I wouldn't do that. I would not sit there going, hmm, here's another 6,000 to scroll That's through. Really it just it makes me just get exhausted it shouldn't be that way around insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different i know but you know what that's also one of the things i see so often on hot topics is we're in a candidate scarce market people keep talking about it okay and they don't change what they're doing but don't worry they're going by an automated messaging platform so they can message people that are still in their filter sequence and then they will wonder why no mm. one's responding to them and it's like because if you're just using filters to find those people Every other recruiter, however many recruiters you're up against, which yeah. is hundreds of thousands of us, are doing exactly the same thing. Exactly the same so thing. because you haven't been taught how to hunt properly and find the people who haven't been found, yeah. those people are getting bombarded and don't want to play in the sandpit with you. Think outside the box, go find the candidates who aren't actively looking yeah. because they bet you they are hot and they will respond to you because no one else has found them. It just literally, it blows my mind that anyone thinks it's any more complicated than that. It's a no. It's an absolute no-brainer. It, re it really is. Now it sounds like on this um, your, your adventure. What's next for you in RecTech? What's what's on the horizon? Can you reveal anything to us? I can. On the pulse. Oh my god! It's so exciting. So 
as as of today, we are we were technically a Chrome extension. That's all we are. All, all as if it was that easy to build a Chrome extension. It really wasn't. But come July, we are going to be formally a SaaS company, so a software as a service company. We've set it up officially, and the Chrome extension is going to be an add-on. Okay, we are going end of July. It's going to be a full new user interface. We've got more error detection scenarios than ever before. And we're starting to roll out. This bit sounds a little bit less sexy for the next bit. But in terms of organization, we've got foldering systems coming. But literally, our agenda is nonstop. And it's been a bit of a slow start to kind of get the tech. Because to be honest with you, learning how to build a tech company is bloody hard. It's, like, it's, probably, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Like, a recruitment was like setting up a recruitment business and cracking on hunting was like, yeah, right. Like with a tech company, wow. we've learned so much over the last two years, but actually we were just like, do you know what? Let's do it. We're going to smash it. So we're going to go version, we'll be on version 3.0 come July. And we've just got new releases coming every single month from the end of July, all the way up to December. We've got a hardcore roadmap and it's just exciting. And we're starting to bring out the imagery now so we can start sharing it with people about what it's going to look like and where it's going. It will be live. It will be live. We're recording this in June 2022. So if you're listening to this, you can definitely uh, see that version 3.0 and obviously all the continual ones. And the thing is, when you're scaling anything up, whether it's a rec tech business, whether it's a recruitment business, I always think you should learn on a small scale, which you've you've done. And now you're ready to scale it up. And you can hopefully then limit the risks going forward. But But this is the thing. I'm with you. So many people kind of start a recruitment business and they're like, I want to have a million staff and blah, 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 blah. And when we started the business, we were really excited about the tech. And I mean, I still am. Even the version we've got now, I absolutely love it. And it's helping recruiters every single day. So I'm really proud of where we are. But as always, you can see behind the curtain. And with Mitch and I, we strive for excellence. We never, ever want to release anything that's substandard because it represents us and it impacts our clients and the hunt they're doing. And that's not fair. And there's lots of recruitment and there's lots of tech companies that don't have that moral compass. So we have like over the last two years, we were like, do you know what we're going to do is we're going to slowly pick up clients. We're going to do word of mouth growth. I'm not paying. Cause if I start paying for marketing and all this stuff to ram it in your faces, I can, I handle the volume. I can, because we set it up to handle it, but I want us to be slow and steady. And every penny I spend marketing I'm losing investing in the tech, which makes it better to help more people. So it's been a very, very gradual, slow bit, slow burn. But during that time, like you said, we could kind of have those painful teething points where you're like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? But you kind of do it, you learn it. And the clients we've got on are like, guys, we love you. Like we're behind you. We've got your back. We know where you're going. Yeah, they can see what you're doing. And they can see. And that's what we're building. We're building a family. No matter how big we get, I want every client to feel like they're part of the raccoon family. And we're all going on this journey together. And they throw ideas at us left, right, and center. They're like, Ooh. could you get it to do this? And we're like, sure. And we're literally right. absorbing it. And our tech, com- our tech team's like, please another stop. One, another stuff. idea. I know, but it's wicked. It's a big family. We're all trying to. And I really, really believe recruiters are critical to the world. And it's going to sound like a massively bold statement. But so many people walk around going, mm, just a recruiter. No, I bloody hate it. Recruiters are so critical. If recruiters didn't exist, candidates wouldn't be able to move to their new jobs. They wouldn't be able to find jobs that they really, really want to do. Because let's be honest, there is a lot of inbound still hanging around there. Ooh. You have 
them find their jobs. You make them satisfied. You help companies hire talent that's exceptional. So you help them grow. Tell me how that's not centered to the economic growth of this country. They're Just vulnerable. move around and companies okay. growing and us becoming self-sufficient. That's so important. Why would anyone not want to be part of that? Well, I told, I took, listen, Gabby, you're, you're preaching to the converted. Anyone that has ever partnered with me, whether a client or a candidate or has been on this podcast, my whole being is being, you know, an advocate for the recruitment industry. I've been part of it since 1998. And I have always thought, I know, but like really, really long time. Ancient, <laughs> that's the word. Um, I think it's a privilege to do the job that we do, but we are an essential component in the economy because we are creating opportunities. We are part of the job wealth, you know, it's all about running that economy. Um, and I think it's an incredible role. I think long gone are the days where recruiters are seen as telesales, glorified telesales. Absolutely. You know, transactional. I think that there has definitely been a shift, thank goodness, in how we are perceived. But it is up to the likes of you and me and the guests that we have on and you listening now, whether you're running a company or whether you're a new recruiter starting out, we get a lot of new recruiters that listen, that, that feedback to me, that they learn a lot in that you are changing people's lives. That is what we do. It is that important. And I applaud every single one person. I love the fact that you use family because that definitely brings me on to sort of my final thing that I want to talk to you about because you are without a shadow of a doubt even while you're on holiday and if anyone's listening rather than watching you look beautiful and glamorous Thanks. and i know that you're, I think you're in center park you probably think of chlorine from the pool because you're living in the pool but you really are the poster girl for the ultimate working parent so how do you run a business successfully maintain your relationship with your husband on a personal and professional level and make sure you're still being you know a successful parent how do you get it all right okay so I just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now and what one company, Hoxo Media, are doing about it. There's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote unquote modern recruiter, personal branding, building an online presence, finding new and innovative ways to engage the market, whatever your market is. It's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment, to be honest. Meanwhile, Hoxo have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector. And they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity. They've developed a proven methodology to follow on LinkedIn daily to establish you, you, as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis. Now they teach it all to you over an eight week course in the Hoxo Academy. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of COVID and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout, but make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you and just quote the podcast, the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now, back to the chat. You know what? I think the biggest lesson to learn is always accept you're behind the curve. 
So okay. those who don't know me, right? Yeah, I, do you know what? It's, it sounds really weird, right? But before having children, like I'm very competitive. Like I only do things that I can like literally, I want to make it exceptional. I never do anything half-assed. It's just not in my nature. I'm all in or all out. Like, and that's just who I am. And I completely accept it. And I love it. Makes me a complete pain in the ass sometimes for poor Mitch, but it's good. But what, when I was, when I didn't have children, I could run around like an absolute lunatic and everything was done immaculately. And it was always done when I wanted it to do. And I could have a shopping list of 10 things and it'd all be done by the end of the day. Wicked. Got married. Mitch kept up. We all ran along and we got things done. Phoebe's now three and a bit. Maria's now six months. I'm breastfeeding Maria. So actually my ability to do everything I want to do all at the same time and not slow down is really, really hard for me because I always feel like I'm losing. I always feel like I'm in a losing battle with myself. And it is, it's a battle with myself because no one else cares, really. No one else cares at all. But when when I said to myself, accept that you're always going to be behind the curve. What happened is my mind went, do you know what? That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. You are as a parent and a business. Well, not necessarily the business. The business is always ahead of the curve for me. It never runs quick enough for me, but that's more of a pace issue for me rather than anything else. But by accepting I'm always behind the curve because I want to have, I want to look after my family. I want to look after my business. I want to look after my clients and my husband and myself. Yes. Means that there are going to be some days that you get to the end of the day and you're like, do you know what? I did my bloody best. Absolutely. I did my best. And actually, just that mental shift, you're always behind the curve. As a parent, you are. And it's just, it lessened the pressure to always try and be ahead of it. Does that make sense? One, I've never heard that any, I've interviewed dozens of working parents who run businesses on this podcast alone. And I've partnered plenty of recruitment business owners over the years. And I've never heard anyone actually say that. And I think it's so simple. It's a visual thing that we can all appreciate, but it's setting this expectation that, you are always going to be behind the curve. So why would you put yourself under that pressure? Just do your best. Carve out your own path. Just do It's just, it's the opposite to what we're taught, right? Absolutely. We are taught to run, 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 run. And it, it, like, even if you don't have kids, even yeah. if you're just running a business and trying to have a normal life or you've got yeah. other family dynamics going on, whatever your dynamic is, absolutely take that pressure off that is always applied. Yeah. And that really, really helps. But it's also... For me, the other thing that really, really helps is obviously, like I said, I'm very open about it. I'm breastfeeding Maria, right? She's six months old and I've got a toddler running around and we're about to do a massive tech launch. And I'm trying to spend some degree of time with my husband not talking about raccoons, which is really difficult. It is just kind of accepting when you need to raise your hand for help. Mm. And when sometimes you need to sacrifice doing things. So for example, like I said earlier, our business is all organic growth. I post on social media to talk about different topics so I can get engagement and build that following and people know what we do without me being hardcore sales because I don't believe in hardcore selling. It's just not my jam. I let people know when they're ready, they come, that's who I am. But because I've had so much going on and I've been juggling so much, actually I haven't been posting as much on LinkedIn. Hence my hilarious video the other day being like, I don't want to be caught in the algorithm because I know I need that algorithm to grow my business organically. But I sometimes you just have to give up the things that you're like, I'm here. I know I'm here. But if I do this task, I'm gonna lose time doing this. So I just go, you need to pause until further notice. 
it will still be there. The world will exactly. still rotate regardless exactly. of you. So why exactly. would you put that? It's and it, so important. It's all you need. I think the only other thing I'd share, and it is, I guess this is a personal share for me. I've really, really struggled. I love having children. Like, I love my kids. I think every parent parent says it's until they hit toddlers and teenage years, you're probably like, you still love them nonetheless, right? Um, But I've really struggled having to step back slightly from the business because I'm looking after Maria. Mm. And Phoebe only goes to nursery one and a half days a week. Mm. Maria's with us full time. We don't have family that dips in and out. Like we are that lunatic family. When people come to stay, they're like, I'm knackered. I need to go on holiday. But what I would say to mums who are struggling, because I love business, I love doing this kind of stuff, that if you are finding that sense of losing yourself a little bit, because you do, when you give yourself up for your children, you do it it unconditionally, but you sometimes can feel like you're losing yourself. Mm. That's okay to raise your hand up and go, I need to be a bit of me again. And I did it with Mitch. I was doing so well. And I was like, it's amazing. He's picked up all the slack. He's been an absolute rock star. He literally, we stand side by side and he was rocking it. And I was like, I've lost a bit of me. Can I come and do a bit more? And he went, cool. How can I facilitate that? Was the first words he said out his mouth. We need a Mitch. Everybody needs a Mitch. I mean, I can't stop singing his praises. We do, but I think it's being able to turn around to someone when you're a mum or a dad or anyone actually doesn't really matter what it is but just saying that I've got so absorbed into this situation I feel like I'm losing myself a bit and my business my work is a lot my, that's my hobby my work that's is you, my hobby I am that lunatic you, that's who you are and that, I think that will with so many people who are not just we're not just talking about working parents here, but where you feel that you get so caught up in the whole sort of the hamster wheel of life that you actually sometimes just need to take a step back and go who am I? I've got a really. Who good am I? What tip. do I need? I've got a really good tip where I, I, I. Well, you have to compartmentalize it. You have to visualize these different components of your life, and every now and again, you have to just kind of go. I'm just going to have to put a lid on that. Just it might just be for an hour, where I'm just going to have to put that there. It's not gone anywhere. It's just got a lid on it. And so that way, by visualizing little compartments, you don't then feel, you know, when I'm with the, the children, I mean, my children are older, but I remember having little kids and I used to constantly feel guilty if I wasn't doing key recruitment stuff. And then when I was doing key recruitment stuff, I'd think, oh my God, but I've put them in the child minders and I should, you know, they're only little and I was still breastfeeding both of mine until they were quite old. Um, but actually, <laughs> stop, just stop, you know, and just think, right, but when I'm, mindful and when I'm present in this moment at key recruitment that's when I'm going to do key recruitment stuff and just keep it wherever you wherever you're listening to is whatever you're doing just just be mindful of what you're doing and really be in that moment and don't feel guilty because that way you will get yourself back and you will find you and you are phenomenal and you're coming on this again because you're just amazing and you gave up some of your holidays I hope you're gonna go and have a wonderful time with your amazing children but your incredible husband Mitch and I hope he's got a nice Father's Day planned. But thank you for joining us. You, I knew you'd been an amazing guest. <laughs> you have been wonderful. And well, thank you for having you. me. Welcome. And thank you for joining us on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast.